G'day, and welcome to Rewrite Yarns, a podcast about Western sports athletes in Australia. My name's Jordan O'Neill, and in this podcast we'll delve into the mindsets of champions, why they win and how they've prepared to do it, the highs and lows of competing, and the animal athletes that have stood out in their lives. Hey everyone, hope we're all going well in these trying times, and just a quick reminder to check in with your mates. Episode number four of Rewrite Yarns features Joey Medway. He's a four-time NRA finals qualifier for the Steer Wrestling and the 2014 Rookie Steer Wrestling Champion in the NRA. He was also a competitor on The Biggest Loser, where he went on to not only become fit and healthy, but one of his main goals was to be able to compete Steer Wrestling. In this episode, we talk about how the sacrifices, perseverance and dedication that Joey used on the show was able to help him transition into his radio career. Hope you enjoy. All right, for episode number four, we got the big man himself, Joey Medway. Welcome, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Mate, uh, give us a quick bio. Where are you from? Are you married? Well, I know you're married. Um, but tell us how Lucy stands over you, kids, etc. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Caboolture boy. Uh, wasn't born here, but raised here and holds it against me. Uh, yeah, wife, Lucy, keeps me in line and the young fella tenor. Yeah. Mate, um, a lot of people know you're a pretty handy bulldogger. But uh, I'm not sure if a whole lot of people know what it took to get there. Um, do you want to fill us in? How did you, you, end, you end up on the biggest loser? Yeah. But your goal whilst being on that was to be able to bulldog. Why on earth did you want to go on there to become a bulldogger? Yeah, it's uh, like I was always a big fella and I always wanted to be a cowboy yeah. from a kid. Yeah. I didn't come from a country family or anything, and, but I always wanted to be a cowboy. Whenever I was dressed up, it was always a cowboy. Yeah. And I was just, I just realised, like, growing up that, yeah, I was always the big kid and was never any good at riding potties. And yeah. Then, I can um, vouch for that. Yeah. Met your family and then yeah. Tez said to me, oh, I've got a new event for you. And then that's how steer wrestling come about. And then, yeah, yeah just got too fat, too lazy, too unfit. And then, yeah. So, yeah, when Biggest Loser come upon us, it was... Well, that was me shot, wasn't it, really? Yeah. How, you and your twin brother and I, it was the first families one, was it? Um, it was couples and I it was second season, yeah. yeah. How did you manage to wind up on that? Like, what was oh, the process? Yeah, I got roped in big time. I, I was on the council back then and then um, Rick signed us up the first year and we were pretty close to getting in. Yeah. They wanted us on, but they couldn't work out how to use us because we were twins. Yeah. Um, use us in the storyline, obviously. And then, so we missed out the first year. And I was 160 kilos then. The first year. First year. Yeah. And I was like, ah, well, that's it. Game over. I'm not, that's it. I'm not having another go. And then um, they rang us up the next year to see if we wanted to have another go. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to go through it all again because it's a big process, you know, medicals, interviews, um, you know, all the rigor yeah. paperwork yeah. and all that. And then they said, no, nah, just come on. And at that stage, I was like, yeah, right, eh? So we did another medical, and I was just... I actually couldn't weigh in on the scales. I had to yeah, go to the vet. <laughs> so that was pretty interesting. But, yeah. And that's how it come about. Yeah, right. So what... what you, was you and Rick similar weight? Like, what weight did you go in at? Yeah, so when I... When we auditioned, I was 183. Yeah. And then Rick was 175. Yeah, right. But when we actually got on the show, I was actually a bit lighter. I must yeah. have just been really nervous and not eating <laughs> for a few days. Yeah. What, um, so your motivation was to, obviously, besides from losing weight and becoming fit, was to become a, become a cowboy. Mm. What was Rick's? Um, 
both us really was a big kick in the guts was mum. Like mum said to us she didn't want to bury her sons. Yeah. So that was like we both had goals in life, but that was the biggest kick in the guts yeah. to try and like mum's a big lady too, so she was really like, right, oh, we really need to do something. Yeah. And it just went from there. Yeah. Um, was the first challenge? It was was it a forty two forty two four k four k yeah? How how did you manage that at that weight? So we rolled in there. Funny thing is, I still played footy and touch footy and stuff mm. at one hundred eighty kilos. Because you were fairly active, yeah, for, for that. And so I'm gonna put it out there. I was pretty handy too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we went on the show and we did all the TV stuff, and it blows you away at the start because you're like, you're not used to it. No one's yeah. used to it, you know. And then they put us out in this field in Sydney. It was like the Olympic joint. Yeah. Anyway, they said, oh, you're going to run a 4K race. And I just looked at Rick and went, 4K? That's massive. Yeah. Anyway. 4,000 metres to be exact. Yeah, and I was like, there's no way we're going to run four. Like, I was just singing footy, you know, yeah. how many times up and down the footy field, and I was singing, there's no way. Yeah. People do that for fun, you know. Yeah. Anyway. We'll Idiots. Just, yeah. So we did it, and then we um, we come around a bend. And we'll sit, and someone said to us, one of the cameramen said, said, oh, you're sitting second. And I just looked at Rick and went, how? I said, right, right. We come in the stadium and Dave and Phil were in front of us. Yeah. And I just looked at Rick and said, we're winning this. Yeah. Let's put it on. And they were 100, they were 100 metres ahead of us. And we just had everything left. And we just give it to it. Yeah. End up winning it. And from that day, I said to Rick, I'm going to win this show. Yeah. And then I just put my head to it and just, that was it. Touching on, you said before, being on set, what was a typical day like? Like, I've never been yeah, mate, around. Massive day. Like, yeah. you think a big day at work, double it. Yeah, right, yeah. So you go, like, so I turned it into a job. I was up at 4.30 every morning. Yeah. I'd do my morning workout, have brekkie, and then that, the night before, they'd give you a schedule. So, yeah. like, 8.30, this, 10.30, yeah. interview, this, that. Some days you could be on camera for 16 hours. Yeah, right. Some days you might only be eight hours. Yeah. But then you have to squeeze in your own training and your yeah. own stuff in between. So if it was a 16-hour day, you still had to train either side of that. Well, if you wanted to be yeah, good. Yeah, So I just had a routine where it was 4.30, I was up. Yeah. Toilet, shower, trained. Yeah. And then people always said to me, why do you shower before you train? Because in my head, it's like going to work. You want to be fresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. And yeah. You get up on the treadmill and you're not fresh. You're just moping. You're wasting yeah, time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I still do it today. I still have a share before I go to the gym. Yeah. And um, that's how I did it. And then if we do it, say we did a 10-hour day or 16-hour day even. If we got back at home at, let's say, 10 o'clock, I always still made sure I did a workout before bed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just so then in my own mind, I was like, right, I've done what I could today. Yeah, so yeah. So that's just how I did it. You weren't cheating yourself. felt like you weren't no. cheating yourself. no. Yeah. Then no, well, I was going to ask what your daily routines were, but obviously shower in the morning, work mm. out, yeah, right. Train. Every day was different. Some days you did challenges, some days you had cooking classes. It was yeah. always different, but there was always something done. Did you get sick of some of the storylines and that? You got sick of the cameras, yeah. Yeah, right. Big time. Yeah. Like, as, and they always, like, you can't show emotion. Like, one day there, I just had a real bad day. I missed home and was a bit of a crying mess. And then, <laughs> But they focus on that and then they yeah. pick at that and then they... Keep, keep sort of they like that, you know? yeah. sort of thing. And yeah. you just want to be left alone. You yeah. just want a day where you can just be left alone, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. What, um, I suppose, what, what was your driving force or your motivation? Like, because you were on the show for a long stint. Like, mm-hmm. I remember it was months yeah. that you were gone for. Like, what, um, 
what kept you going? Like, you're away from your family, away from your friends, mm. like, you and Luce, I don't think you're engaged then, but you've nah. been together for a fair while. Yeah, I've been together a long time, yeah. Um, what, what, what drove you through it? Like, what was the sort of, like, what, what was the, apart, not the end goal, but I suppose what was sort of kept you ticking over? To be honest, true, for, <clears throat> it's funny you say, because I, I actually got a little bit selfish on there. I sort of, I tried blanking out family. I tried yeah. blanking out friends. I tried <clears throat> just going... These four walls are my home, yeah. And I got a job to do, and I want to do it. And then, but them down days, like you'd have your photos and stuff, and you'd look at that, and you'd, you know, I had me pretty fancy radio shirt there. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, you'd look at those little things, and you'd go, "Oh, well, that's what I'm doing it for," you yeah. know. Like it just, and I used to have a Caboolture Snakes jersey there because that was my other goal was play A grade, and yeah, always looked at that going. I could never wear number eight ever; yeah. they never fit me, so it was always number twenty. Yeah. I was like, one day I will wear that jersey. Yeah. And then I used to try it on every week, eh? Yeah. How long did it take before it fit you? Um, actually, nearly time I got into Darwin. Yeah, right. Yeah. Took it up there and it was that hot you couldn't wear it anyway. <laughs> but yeah, about up there. Well, that's actually good leading because when you went to Darwin, you got to hang out with Commando Steve. That's, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. What what's he like? Like uh, he has a on screen persona that he's a bit of a bit of a mad dog in that. Yeah. But what's he, what's he actually like? <laughs> Nah, he's real good. Yeah. He, um, tell you the truth, I, Michelle was great for me for my mental side, like, yeah. and uh, my training ability. Yeah. And she's, like, got that, um, how would you put it, like, the soft side where you're having that bad day, she'd still push you, but she knew when to leave you alone a bit too. Yeah. Where Steve didn't. If you're having a bad day, he'll just hammer you even more. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I knew I had it in me, but you get to the point where you've had enough and you yeah. don't want to do it anymore, but... He'd keep pushing me and pushing me because he obviously could see what I had. And, yeah. And that's what it got to me, got the best of me. Like, there was one stage there in Darwin, actually, we were in Adelaide River. And um, I trained the hardest I'd ever trained that week. Ate the best I could. Um, did everything right. Bought a textbook. Yeah. I lost 300 grams. Yeah. And I just broke down that night and yeah. said, book me an airfare. I'm going home. Yeah. I've had enough. Take me out of the show. Soul crushing nearly. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. just shattered me. And I was like, because I had to beat Phil to get back in the show. And I was like, just send me home. I just had enough. Yeah. And they're like, nah. And then Steve's like, he's pulled me aside and he's like, you go to bed, you wake up and I'll see you at the gym tomorrow morning. I was like, you won't see me anyway. You'll see me when your bag's packed. And I left it that. Yeah. I was laid there all night stewing on it. I was stewing on it. And what do you do in the morning? You wake up, you put your runners on, you yeah. go to the gym, you know. But And sure enough, he was there to train with me to get me over that hurdle, you know. Yeah. And that's the difference with him. He was like that. Yeah. He was a mate off camera, you know. Yeah, yeah. What, um, <coughs> what, what did you, did you learn anything from him apart from being like a good mate and that? Did he have yeah. anything, like, did he have anything that he taught you? Yeah, his mental game, like, I really liked his, and that's where I think off the show, like the last couple of years have been a bit rough for me, weight-wise and that. Yeah. I think his style of training is where I need to get back to. Yeah. Because it's, I hate going to the gym. I yeah. hate that gym life. I hate that. I like lifting heavy and I like doing all that, but I don't like gyms. Yeah. But I like what he, the way he trains outside. Let's flip tires. Let's yeah. Like sledgehammers and stuff. Yeah. And like the CrossFit style. And yeah. That's what really helped me on the show, I think. It was yeah. that style of training. Yeah. He had a strong mental game, obviously. Oh, unbelievable, eh? Well, and that's what. That's what it come down to in the end, was yeah. how strong was your mind. Yeah. Like, you're away from home, you're away from everything. It's how hard you can push your mind, eh? Yeah. So how how long were you on there all up? Because you went down, it went down to the wire. Six six months, 12 days. Six months, 12 days. And you ended up runner up by... Yeah. By can of Coke. Can of Coke. 
Yeah. How was so, that? Soul crushing. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I still, I still remember the feeling, tell you the truth. I was, yeah. Still them scales, all my mates and family there, and I thought, you know, when you go into like a grand final or something, or the same like your bulldog and run, you go into that run going, I oh, know, I'm going to smoke that steer. Yeah. And then it slips you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, how? And how? You, do, you do everything right, but does, just, that's yeah. right. How, how did that just happen? And then yeah. I just remember being on the scales and everything, all these things went off, like all these balloons and stuff dropped, and I'm looking around. And I looked at me mate Wayne, who was on yep. the show, and because I'm not real the best with maths, <laughs> and I was looking at him to tell me yes or no had I won it, and he just shook his head, and I was just literally felt about an inch big, eh? Yeah. I was just like shattered. But in a way, like it would have been a win to prove yourself that you could do it, like because yeah. it was how how much weight did you actually end up losing? Um, eighty two point seven. So nearly half your body weight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was. It's funny, you know, because when, when we're down there, you don't... What you've put in, you don't realise what you put in. Yeah. Even when I come home... You're sort of looking ahead. Yeah. You're not... You don't process what you've done or yeah, what you have yeah. took to achieve it. And yeah. Then you get home and all your mates are blown away. And yeah. I remember, like, Locke's one of my best mates. I remember getting home because he was in America. And when we first met, it was like he didn't even know me. <laughs> and I was just like, well, that was a bit different. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then... Even like, I don't know, it took a long time. It took probably three months before I actually could sit back and go, wow, like, I'll yeah. actually, what I could achieve, you know. And but you were, you were so focused on winning, you sort of let that... It got a better me. Yeah, yeah. The winning side, the competitiveness in me got the better of me in the end. Yeah. Because I was too focused on trying to win the show. Yeah. Than just being normal, you know. Yeah. Like, walking Sydney Arbor that night, it was just that's just stupid. Like, who does it, you know? Yeah. And... Just to try and win it. Yeah. You know, just... Yeah. T- t- I was going to ask, is there any stupid stories or anything crazy you did? But yeah. tell, tell me that story. Well, not me, but I know. It. Tell <laughs> so, that story. Yeah. It's uh, two days out. Big Wayne, they come to me and said, I've been seeing this fella back in the coast. He's a body sculpture. Yeah. And I went, oh, yeah, this body needs a bit of sculpting sort of thing. Yeah. Because I was just skin and bone. But you still, in my own head, I still thought I was fat. Yeah. I was still like, and it's so hard to get past it, but... He said, we got to do this. you got to strip the water. we got to do this. And you'll win it for sure. Yeah. He knew he couldn't win it, but he... He was helping you as a mate. Like, yeah, this is how good of a mate he is. He, so we wrapped ourselves up in plastic. We started walking at 10.30 in the morning. Walk Sydney Harbour. Wrapped in plastic garbage bags and track suits. Yeah. We'd walk t- two hours, go back, get changed, wrap up again, do it again. Two yeah. hours. So we did that until 1.30 in the morning the next day. And I mean, I was cooked. So, what's that, about 15 hours? Yeah, yeah. something like that. So, I was, so, but beforehand, I'd stopped drinking water and I hadn't eaten. So, for two days, I hadn't drinking or eaten. Yeah. I was only sucking on ice tubes just to wet my lips. And um, <laughs> But that's how good of a mate Wayne is. He did it with me. He yeah. walked. And I still remember, it was like midnight. And I was, I actually had a cold shower just to try and get alive a bit. Yeah. And Luce's like said to Wayne, no more, he's done. Yeah. Wayne's like, nah, he's got one more lap in him. Yeah. And I thought to myself, one more lap, that's two hours. I was like, I don't know if I can make it. Yeah. And then that's where the mental game come in. I was laying on that bed in that motel going, nah, I'm done. What it is, it is. And yeah. then someone would pop up and go, nah, get up and go. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, 
yes, nah, yes. And then Wayne's standing at the door and he just literally didn't say anything. He just looked at me to let me decide. And then I sat up and went, get the garbage bags, let's go. <laughs> but I remember walking Sydney Arbor and my family, like Luce and her mum and that were up the front. And all you see is all these people looking at you. And I was like, are we that obvious? And I was like, 30 degrees, we're wearing track suits. Yeah. But Luce reckons all you could hear was the garbage bags going. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's about as wild as it gets for me. I was When I weighed in the next day, they had the two medics there, like, stand beside me. And they're like, um, oh, we're going to have to put you on a drip, you know, you dehydrate. I said, you ain't putting nothing in me. I've just <laughs> got everything out of me. Yeah. Like, I'm not, you're putting nothing in me. So, yeah, but it still wasn't enough. No, well, it, if anything, it probably helped your mental game for when, cause oh. when, when you came back, you were keen to play footy and yeah. bulldog pretty well. Yeah. And obviously, going down there, like, if you hadn't gone down there, if you had somehow lost weight without going down there, do you reckon you would have had the mental fortitude? Nah. Yeah. Even now, like, I know the mental's in me because I've done it. Yeah. But it's fine, in it? Yeah. Like, like, when we had that rough time with tenor and stuff and in hospital, Everything went pear-shaped for me. And I always think back to it. And I don't like to blame anything for weight gain because it's yeah. it's yourself, you know. It's in yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. But it's just trying to find that toughness again to get past it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. What, um, when when you came back, you pretty much straight away got into your bulldog. And how, how did you yeah. find it? Like, how did you find it? Because when, before you went, you would come out and groundwork steers and that. And yeah. you were the big man but when you came back you were a shell of the big man yeah how did you find it was it was a struggle yeah it was weird real weird it was like like getting on a horse was weird yeah i remember going out there and <clears throat> troy kavanagh and that put me on gunner like i think i was only to home about three days and i said let's go let's go ride. Yeah. you know i just want to get on and um out there and i was riding that horse and i was just like geez i can get on this horse without a milk crate you yeah. know what i mean like just everything different. Even taking the first steer out of the box probably run all over me. I actually only looked at photos the other day from the first ground working steers. Yeah, I think I think I've seen photos. Like yeah, that. yeah, it was just a different. Like footy was different. Everything life was different. Yeah. yeah. What um, when you came back, did you set some goals? Like, did you say I want to play A grade? Like, did you did yeah. you have set goals? Do you yeah. remember what they were? Yeah. I so I gave myself twelve months. Yeah. I wanted to play A grade. Like consec, like I wanted to be, I wanted to be picked A grade. Not yeah. you just up there because someone got injured. I wanted to be picked, which ended up happening, and I wanted to win a buckle. Yeah, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just went at it. Like you guys fairly pushed me pretty hard, mm-hmm. and then I broke my arm and stuff, and that sort of put a damper on things. And then I got yeah. crook with my gallbladder and stuff, and then, but that, that, that that's when it comes back to mental toughness. I was like, yeah, now what? You got to get over it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, how long, how long did it take you to achieve your goal of winning the buckle? It, I don't think it was long. It was, was it... two thousand and fourteen. I won me rookie. But you so won the op- you won the yeah, op- shop won the, the op- year shop. before. Yeah, two thousand ten, eleven. I won the op shop. Yeah, it was. So you wouldn't be able to show that long. I think it was only <coughs> twelve been months. Twelve months. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool. I was pretty happy. Locke won his first title that year. I think two thousand twelve would have been. Twelve. Yeah. 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 And I still remember we because we had the op shop that yeah. day. Remember yeah, we went yeah. to the. I was walking around with this big new shiny buckle like I was like I'd won the title. Yeah. <laughs> like let's be honest, you're not a champion until you won the op shop. Yeah, true. I haven't won it then I'm a champion. <laughs> um, how how did you find once <clears throat> once you sort of got right into it and that, how did you find um 
you know, like finding the time to practice, you know, putting the effort in that. Like, yeah. how, did, how did you find it? Once, because um, I took a bit of time off work when I first got back. Yeah. And it wasn't too bad. And then when you start working and stuff and I changed jobs, I went out mining. Yeah. So that threw a big spanner in the works. Because you're, on a, you're on a shit roster. Yeah, like four weeks away. So, yeah. Which, but at that stage I had some other goals where, like, because we bought this house yeah. and then, you know, we wanted to get married and yeah. do this and that. And so I made that sacrifice go away. But in the end, I still wanted that other goal, you know. Yeah. So when I was working in, out west there, it was my first rookie year. Yeah. I was Ben member. And um, I was driving from miles. To wherever. Yeah. So I'd work half day Saturday and then drive, drive as far as yeah. I could get to whatever show it was to compete and always mount out, obviously. And yeah. That's how dedicated you were to win it. You were going to yeah, get, yeah, I just wanted to I had that goal set, and it was well, that's what it was. Yeah, who um, I suppose who did you look up to when you not when you start, or well, I suppose when you started, like when you were when you were rodeoing, who who did you look up to and why? Um, well, you boys a lot just because of the I love the mateship of rodeo. That's yeah. what kept me alive in the camaraderie. And, yeah, and I always looked up to you boys because. He's always travelling. He's always looked like he's having fun, you know. Even when we're growing up, we're always up in the paddock with Tez or... That wasn't fun. No, I loved it, you know. <laughs> that's or that's what I always... Always looked up to people like that and just go, well, oh, that's the life. Like, you're not yeah. on the streets running a muck. You're yeah. not doing drugs. You're not... You know, it was just the life I wanted to live. Yeah. And, yeah, that's how I looked up to it. Yeah. Um, Practice-wise and that, like, how, how did you find... Because Locke's a lunatic and will run, oh. run steers till, till yeah. it, he can't stand up and that. How did how'd you go with that, like coming back and it sort of... It was rubbish. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah. I remember when I first started jumping him off a horse, I ran eight steers and I hit the ground eight times. Yeah. And I remember just every time I'd throw sand at the ground, like, you know, like bull riders look at their gloves. Yeah. And I'd, Terry, I still remember Tez saying, I watched Jordan come out here for weeks on end and not catch a steer. And I went, yeah. oh, well, that's him. That's me too. And then, But it damp every time you miss a steer, it drops you a peg. Yeah. Until you finally catch one and then it brings you back up. Yeah. And it's, but it was rough for a long time because I can't, couldn't ride a horse to save me. Yeah. No, nearly fell off a windy gate. Yeah. So it doesn't really help much. No. Um, and you persevered with it and that. And, you had a pretty had a pretty decent career. Um, what what would you say was your your best run or best runs? Do you have a couple of favourite runs? Yeah, Got yeah. I, um, one was Tagulawa. I was in the slack. Yeah. Um, number one, I think that steer was big red. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I drew him at a few rodeos and he I used think, to check well, off a fair I bit. I think I hazed him at QSEC for you one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Checked off real hard and he knocks yeah. your front teeth out. Yeah. I drew him at Tagulawa and he got I missed a jump a bit and I was riding Gaz yeah. of Glen Lafoe's and we were a long way down. Uh, Troy Cavan was hazing actually and made a really good run but we are way down. I was in the slack. Yeah. I think I was, I was a long way down, but then I was still like 4.5. Yeah. I was like, like, that's a pretty good run for being a long way down. And then, yeah, I let it all night. I was like, stand behind the box. Death riding everyone. One person to go. And I thought, how good's this? Like, going to win one of my first rodeos. And, um, yeah, Clay Gordon comes out and smokes one right in front of the box. I was like, how can it be? Like, <laughs> and then uh, that'd be up there. And then 
T-Bar when I first won my first ever rodeo. Oh, good old T-Bar. Yep. Yeah. I was on one of Peter Barber's steers. And yeah. I just remember, I actually don't even remember catching the steer. Yeah. Just remember throwing it and then I just hear all the boys yahoo. Yeah. And like next me, everyone's high five you and then, yeah, Bill's saying that I've won the rodeo. Because I think the year before, did Marty win it? No, Marty was third the same year. Oh, yeah. I thought he won it's it one pretty, year. pretty rough trip home too. <laughs> Carting a beer in the back. Yeah, so I can imagine. Um, what about you? You you got on a few horses. Which what were your favourite horses? I always loved drawing little Scoot. Like yeah, like he wasn't the fastest or anything, but he did a lot for my confidence. Yeah, but saying that, um, I really enjoyed when I went to Melbourne. Yeah, like I flew you boys pushed me very hard to travel a bit, so I flew down to Melbourne, did that Chrissy run or whatever yeah. it was, and um. No one knew me from the pros, really, and yeah. it was good, like Jamie Reynolds and that, and they sort of helped me out, and yeah. I ended up getting, uh, Big Rincey got me on a horse, yeah, and it jacked up a bit, and I didn't, I don't, I think I only caught one week, one horse, uh, one steer for the trip, but it was the fact that I could handle being on someone yeah. else's horse, which yeah. was always a bit of a daunting thing for me. Yeah. Um, so that was brought up there, but yeah. Because cause you never... You didn't like you didn't come off a rural background no, at all. No way, I could yeah. barely ride a push bike. <laughs> but I and and when Locke bought that horse, that carrot, yeah, you know, and like you boys are like, oh no, you ride him and you can jump one. And then mm. that day I jumped that first steer off him and never jumped a steer off him before. And yeah, caught that one. And I was like, that was pretty good too. I thought. Yeah, you don't you don't like Byron though, or you don't like riding Byron. He's learned to. <laughs> I've been haunted by him. Yeah, yeah. Gaz is good. Like. Like saying that, a lot of boys have helped me out and out and out. And yeah. Like everyone's helped me out on horsepower. Yeah. But I rode Gaz for two years. Yeah. Like Glenn Lafoe went out of his way to help me with there. So. Yeah. Yeah, he was always a pleasure to ride. Yeah. Right, so what would you rate as your favourite accomplishment? Uh, I'd be my young fella, Tanner. Tanner, yeah. It was a bit of a rough start at the start, but yeah, definitely yeah. up there. He had, um, what do you have wrong with him? Uh, yeah, he was born Premie. Yeah. And then, how, uh, how many weeks was he? Oh, I could get this wrong. I think he's like eight <laughs> weeks early. Yes, yeah, so 32 weeks along. Yeah, somewhere like, like that. Yeah. 32 or 34 weeks or something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, it was rough from the get-go. As soon as he come out, and then there was just oxygen troubles. and Yeah. Then he developed a lung disease. So then he was um, on tube. He was tube fed for 12 months through the nose. Yeah. As you can imagine how hard that is with a one-year-old. And then he was oxygen yeah. impendent, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's just pretty rough for twelve months. Yeah, I can imagine. What about um rodeo was did you say when you were rookie was your Yeah. Was your favourite accomplishment there? Yeah, definitely. It was uh it was a fun year, like travelling and especially because I was twenty fourteen, was it? Or fourteen, yeah. I'm, yeah. I think, yeah, fourteen. Yeah. Was it thirteen? More than thirteen and I got married in fourteen. Don't tell Luce that. No, no, fourteen. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah. Married fifteen. <laughs> I knew it was one of them. <laughs> yeah, but it was yeah, you know, travelling and stuff, and, like, it was every weekend, like, you'd rock up at your house, and... Yeah. It's just, you know, I always used to say, like, you get dressed in the morning to go to radio, and dress to impress. Yeah. And then you ride good, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just always me thinking... Look good, feel good, do yeah. you? Yeah. And I was like, this is love, this is radio road, and then that year I was coming in the finals fourth, too, and yeah. I was like, couldn't ask for more, but I had Brock Eastwell ride on me tail. Yeah. The whole year. And he was leading the calf rope and yeah. rookie as well. And I was like, there's no way you're winning both. Yeah. And um, 
anyways, Gabungi Radio was the last one. There's only 40 points between us. And I um, end up coming fourth at Gabungi, yeah. so it secured it. So. Secured it, yeah. I was happy. Because we'd, um, not we, that we did put a whole lot of time, but we'd all put in a lot of time. Yeah. I would say that, yeah. Yeah, because it would have been a good two years of... Yeah. Sort of... Putting into it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you boys put a lot to it, like... I just remember Lockie used to just hound me. He'd ring you at work, what time you knocking? Oh, no, yeah. mate, five. Right, I'll have the horses saddled. Because he knew I couldn't ride real good, so... Yeah. His boys put as much as he could into me, and, like... As most people at rodeo know, it's hard to mount someone out that's not real good on a horse, you know, yeah. and... His boys always had handy horses and I always got a mount. Like, Locke always used to say to me, don't worry, you'll get a mount. Even when you boys were like, sat Mount Isa or someone, I'd be yeah. like, freaking like, going, oh, how am I going to get a horse? Yeah. Oh, he always got on something. Clay Gordon put me on his good horse a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, because I, I can, I remember that, the, the well, not that year, because we went, I think we went to Canada that year. Yeah. He just um, got back or picked us up from the airport. Yeah, because <laughs> you won it, yeah. But the, the amount of work that you put in the year previously... And the that that year before we left, like, they, like you did put in the work. Yeah, like it was... I think like, I me and Locke talked about it pretty hard, and I didn't want to. We used to talk on the phone a fair bit when he was in Canada, and he used to always say, "Don't like let it slip by," you know. Yeah. Like he only got two shots at it. I missed out on the first year, and then I had that one year to go, and I said to Lou, "That's it. I'm coming home and getting a job at home." Yeah. I got a goal to set, and I want to achieve it. Yeah. So. I gave the mining life away and come home, and it was the best thing ever happened because yeah, I can vouch for that. Yeah, That's... I was knocked off by three. I was riding horses. I was practicing twice yeah. a week, and it just showed. Like, yeah, instead of going to radio donating your money, I was actually winning a little bit back. And yeah, you're not getting hurt as much. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Touch on the the getting hurt bit. You had a few injuries in that. How um how did you find coming back from them? Like, mm. was it? Like, obviously, it's a mental battle, but how'd you find, especially, like... Yeah, I struggle... I'm the first, I mean, I struggle with, like, injury. Yeah. Um, when I broke my arm... Well, when I broke my arm, I thought that... A few people... I heard a few people saying, like, I was never going to make it. Yeah. Like, in rodeo. Like, yeah. Which is understandable, because I couldn't ride a windy gate. Yeah. And, um, you know, I heard a few people say that, and I overheard a couple people say it, and I... Something inside me just went, you know what? I hate that. Like, yeah. I hate when people sort of ride me off. And yeah. that's what got me over the biggest loser too. I hated getting ridden off. Yeah. And then that's what put me to it. And I kept at it to sort of try and prove a point. So I got over the broken arm, which took a little bit. Well, a bit of a sook when it comes to get injured. <laughs> and then, yeah, I got that horn in the leg. That was a bit of a laugh. I don't think I was there that day, but yeah. Oh, imagine. Oscar. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... Towards the end, like when I stopped radio, it's just because it come back to being overweight and unfit. Yeah, that's what I was getting, and then that's what made me realise I've got to start training to get back to bulldogging because, yeah. like, it's not the easiest sport in no, the world. Definitely not. Like, it's toughest sport on dirt, and when you're not fit, you feel it. You know, yeah. like land on your arm. Next minute, I was doing shoulders. You know, like yeah. it's just you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, you know. So, how how did you feel? When when you achieve what you did and that, like, how did it feel to prove the people wrong that said you wouldn't do it, you wouldn't make it, whatever? Like, yeah, pretty good, pretty yeah. gratifying. Yeah, especially like when I won my rookie title because the place erupted. You know what I mean? Like everyone was just going off the yeah. head about it. Like, I've been around radio 
pretty long time since a kid, but I've never been... I can first admit I was never going to be any cowboy, but I love, just loved it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, I just remember as a kid, like, someone said, oh, pull them gates. You just think you're the king, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it was just always good, but there's something still in me that... It's just, you feel like it's something's not finished, though. Yeah. You know, like, you... I don't know. Like, a couple of things, like, I never went to Mount Isa and stuff like that. I'd love to do... There's a couple of things that I still have on the bucket list, you know? Yeah. And I'll get fit again first yeah. before I go down the lane. Um, you've got it, like we mentioned Tanner. You've got a young fella, Tanner. Um, you yeah. started your own business. Yeah. Um, what, what do you miss the most about Radio Road? Like, what, what you know, like, what, what yeah. um, is there something that you're like, I really wish? Yeah, that's what's, like, start me business, pulled up Radio and like. Yeah, understandably. Yeah, like, I, when I started my business and I hurt my shoulder like trying to swing off an nail gun all day it wasn't really enjoyable and then yeah yeah so, so I sort of made a decision just to focus on my business for a couple of years which is starting to go pretty good but it's just waking up on that well nothing better than ringing up Wednesday getting them noms in going yeah. oh yeah we're on yeah and then you know you go to practice and wait like, for the draws to come yeah, up and yeah and you just you know you're constantly on your phone oh yes I'm in the second round or yes yeah. I'm not driving home because someone else is yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, that, the, it's just the mate shit yeah, driving home yeah and you're ringing the boys going well who's driving yeah you know like, I just miss that you know? yeah I used to and I used to love going there because Luce was my biggest supporter as much yeah. as she never come from radio either between well she's seen the goods and the bads like yeah. she's seen the dummy spits at home because I've missed me steer or when I'm hurt and can't move and yeah the grunts and groans and <laughs> and I think I miss that and I really yeah. love it and that's what I think I'm missing now because now of Tanner like because he like he's just mad on horses yeah, too yeah he's at the age where he'd probably yeah. understand and enjoy it and that so, yeah no, I think that's what I'm missing now yeah yeah the whole camaraderie side of it yeah alright mate well hopefully we see you back down there sooner rather than later yeah. appreciate you coming on no worries mate cheers Hey guys, just a quick thanks for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and also jump on Facebook and like the Rewrite Yarns page for updates and info and when the episodes are about to drop. A big thanks for listening and supporting Rewrite Yarns.